Welcome, Unity Minneapolis. We welcome you. We're glad you're here with us this morning. Next Sunday, we resume our celebration services at 9.30 and 11.30 Central Time in person. We live stream the 9.30 a.m. and we welcome our live stream audience today. 
Watch our services anytime on demand at our website or on YouTube. Unity Minneapolis registered members will elect two new members to our board of trustees on February 20th. To learn more about the four candidates, we urge you to bring your questions and participate in a candidate Q&A session this morning at 10.45 a.m. via Zoom. Later this afternoon, let us play. A monthly judgment-free play zone begins at 1 p.m. with Dane Stouffer for theater games, storytelling, and lots of laughter. Today's meeting is on Zoom. We are blessed to have Reverend Megan Smith Brooks, author of Unraveling Grief, visit our community each month to lead monthly workshops on Zoom. Next Sunday afternoon, she presents Self-Love as a Path for Healing Grief with action steps to activate self-love. Everybody is invited to attend the Unity Minneapolis annual meeting on Sunday, February 20th at 1 p.m. We will meet in the sanctuary and you can also attend our live web stream website. Online participants can share comments on the live chat to be shared in the sanctuary. Business to be discussed will include Board of Trustees election, faculties transformation and the facilities transformation and the upcoming feasible study. Year-end progress reports and financial reports. Details for our upcoming events and activities are on the ch church website, Facebook page or our weekly emails. Happening at Unity and the peak of the week. You can also email or call the church office. And now let's please join Reverend Tony for our opening prayer. Thank you, Karen. Good morning and join me. Join me as we step into that consciousness of connection. <clears throat> Allowing ourselves to know deep down where we know that we are one one in the spirit, one in the energetic knowing of God. We give thanks for that knowing. We give thanks for this beautiful, lovely day, for this community, for each one of us, for the power and the presence of God that flows in, through, and as us, individually and collectively. We open our hearts today to love, to the knowing that we are love, that God is love, and that love is a foundation for a world that works for all. We hold in our hearts that, that source of love. We hold in our hearts today each other in this community, our families, our friends, those in our community, our, our nation, and our world who are in places of discomfort, dis-ease, anxiety. We hold them in the knowing that there is the comfort and the peace of God. And we surround each other in that knowing and in that peace. So we open today 
to the words, the music, the energy that flows, love and joy and peace and compassion and abundance. And we say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. so quiet in here. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Unity Minneapolis this first Sunday in February, this first Sunday in our journey to know the courage to imagine that I am love. What an amazing, amazing way to start with the music um, and with the sharing and to reaching out to you all and knowing that you are all welcome, those of you coming in across the waves. Next Sunday, those of you who wish to come back and be in person with us, um, we are open for that, both at 9.30 and at 11. And of course, we will also be live streaming at 9.30. So thank you, thank you. And now, those of you who are with us for the first time, um, or maybe you feel like you're with us for the first time, know that we are, we are glad you're here. We welcome you. 
We look forward to seeing you in person um, in the near future. And we would really love for you to connect with us. There should be a button there that says connect. Um, and if you push that button, um, you will find that, that you'll find a card which will give us some information on, who, on you and how you found us. And if you'll send that to us, we have a gift for you. Know that this is an amazing community, a welcoming, inclusive community. Um, and we are, we are excited to begin this month and look at and have the courage to imagine. So welcome. February is uh, going to be a full month. One, we are in this courage to imagine. Two, this is um, Black History Month. And I wanted to share today with you something that I was not so aware of when I first came into Unity. And that is we have, we stand on the shoulders of some amazingly powerful ministers of African descent. And Jay, if you could show us that slide. You can't see all those pictures very well, but these are some of the leaders for the first hundred years of unity. There are more than this now, because this only went up through 1989. There's some amazing, I knew a couple of those who, for, who have now passed, and some of those up there who are still present and powerful. But I wanted to share with you today about one of these women. Um, this is a, a Reverend Helen Mouton. I think I'm pronouncing that the right way. It's a French name, and it could be that. <laughs> Daryl, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, she was born in Illinois in 1882. 1882, she was a Methodist. Actually, Myrtle was a Methodist, if you will remember, but Helen was also a Methodist. Um, and it wasn't until 1993, I mean, sorry, 1933, um, that she found unity. She found unity in California, and she began to, un to study and to work with the unity principles. Um, she launched her own ministry in 1939 in L.A., she wasn't even a licensed unity teacher yet, but she knew that was her calling. She studied, she became a licensed unity teacher. And in 1952, Helen Mouton was one of the first two African-American ministers to be ordained by unity. She kept that church. She retired from that church in LA. She led us and showed us the way to have the courage to imagine that I can create from the power of this message. We'll be honoring others on that, in that graphic as we go through the month. But I want to hold Helen Mouton in my heart as a very courageous, far-seeing, and powerful example of love. So thank you, Helen, for that. And now I'd like for us to remember Folks who have a birthday or anniversary in February. It's the first of the month. Now, I would normally ask you to stand if you were here, if you had a February birthday. So I'm going to ask you, stand <laughs> if you have a birthday in February. Know that in February, the power that is yours is strength. 
The disciple is Andrew. And the color is spring green, which is pretty appropriate. And what it, the abilities here are the ability to endure and to persevere and to make it through that, whatever. So that is your birthright as February birthdays. My sister is, from, is born in February, and God love her, she is all of that. And the affirmation that I'd like for you to say with me today, I will say it, and then we'll all say it together. And I affirm this for you all. I have the strength to do all that is mine to do. Say it with me, wherever you are, those of you with birthdays and anniversaries in this month, I have the strength to do all that is mine to do. So it is, yes. And now I'd like to ask you, if you would, to say with us our mission, our vision statement. Um, it's on the screen, and let us say that together. The vision for Unity Minneapolis. Centered in spirit, we celebrate a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. And our affirmation for the month of February, let us say that also together. My thoughts, words, and actions reveal my loving nature. Know that you are welcome here in this amazing, inclusive community. And wherever you are on that journey, your spiritual journey, you are welcome here. And now, Edna Mae Walsh will read for us our daily word. You're invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box or submit them online. Prayer requests via our website. Remembering to hold Reverend Pat, our senior minister, in your prayers while he is on a sabbatical. Your prayers are prayed with for our prayer ministry for seven days. And then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed with for another additional 30 days. And now we move deeper into spirit with the reading of the daily word. The word for today is dominion. Claiming dominion, I am calm and confident. I am a powerful spiritual being endowed with dominion, the authority to take command of my thoughts, my words, and my actions. Even as I work to change my circumstances, I remember I am not constrained by what is happening around me. Claiming dominion, I choose my response in all situations. I live with poise and confidence. I 
claim dominion over my thoughts and feelings. When I recognize limiting thoughts, I train myself to affirm my spiritual power and freedom. Divine wisdom guides me. I feel the strength of the indwelling Christ presence moment by moment, thought by thought. As I use my dominion to establish a positive, fulfilling direction for my life. And scripture tells us, my friends, then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion. It's in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. The word for today is dominion. It's time for meditation, so let's put everything off 
to the side. And gently begin to close your eyes. Bringing your awareness to the tip of your nose and just noticing the breath going in and out. And then dropping your awareness to your heart center where that power of love is located. And imagine this heart center is filled with pink energy. Let this energy fill your heart and then bring to mind a person or a pet that you love unconditionally. And let that feeling expand throughout your body. Let it emanate from your body outwards into our world. Charles Fillmore says in his book, Keep a True Lent, love in divine mind is the idea of universal unity. In expression, it is the power that joins and binds together the universe and everything in it. Love is the harmonizing contact and the constructive power. When made in consciousness, it rebuilds and restores humanity. This feeling of love is meant to be shared freely and generously. The truth is everyone deserves our love. Everyone is a child of God, as are you and I. We need each other in order to become whom we have been created to be. The harmony and unity of divine love lead my way. Centered in love that flows with no limits or conditions, let me cultivate harmonious thoughts that lead me to speak and act in love. Let there be unity in my relationships. Let my every decision be chosen wisely by the harmonizing and unifying power of love. I feel deep fulfillment to share my love with a generous heart. Love is that energizing force behind all prayer, service, and kindness. I place my whole heart into my prayers, into the help I offer, and into the kind words and deeds. May they go forth to do a mighty work. With assurance and grace, I am inspired by God to be love's perfect instrument. Through the reciprocal power of the love I give, it returns to me abundantly. As we enter this time of silence, let us breathe in that pink energy of love and then exhale it back out into this world. 
and affirm, today I am generous in love. very gently coming back into the place you can slowly begin to open your eyes we feel this energy of love at the center of our being and today let us move forth in letting love guide our actions, our words, and our thoughts. And we say, Amen. Inside you, 
Mystery. Love that word and hate that word. Love is a mystery. <clears throat> love is energy. What is love? What is love? We use that word often, and I think indiscriminately sometimes. But as we begin to explore this month, love, I am love, what does that mean? What does it mean to me? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to our world? I want to begin today by going back to something that I quoted last Sunday from Dr. Martin Luther King. <clears throat> so if you will bear with me, let me re refresh your memory on what he has to say about love from his essay, World House. Dr. King says, the call of a worldwide fellowship that lifts neighbor, neighborly concern beyond one's tribe, race, class, or nation is in reality a call for an all-embracing and unconditional love for all. This often misunderstood and misrepresented concept has become, has has now become an absolute necessity for the survival of mankind. When I speak of love, I am speaking of that force which all the great religions have seen as the supreme unifying principle of life. Love is the key that unlocks the door which leads 
to ultimate reality. This Hindu, Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Buddhist belief about ultimate reality is beautifully summed up in the first epistle of John. Let us love one another, for love is God. And everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. And if we love one another, God dwells in us and love is perfected in us. Love is a power, is a foundation, is a call. I have a book here of definitions of love. I kept making notes all week on definitions, how people called love. Charles Fillmore, thank you, Karen, for really bringing in another whole set of quotes by Charles. And here is one <clears throat> that comes from Charles as well on, um, in his book, Talks on Truth. We may talk about the wisdom of God, but the love of God must be felt in the heart. It cannot be described, but the more we talk about love, the stronger it grows in consciousness. And if we persist in thinking loving thoughts and speaking loving words, we are sure to bring into our experience the feeling of that great love that is beyond description, the very love of God. He calls love a magnet of God. He said, it is of itself neither good nor evil. These are qualities given to it by the thinking faculty. When I read that, it took me back to David Hawken and some of the science that works around energy patterns and strong attractors, that which brings to us and sets up a consciousness. Is that the magnet of God? Is that the same thing? Again, words. Those of you who know me know that words get in my way all the time. They drive me crazy because I am imprecise often and I find the world imprecise in the way we use our words. Love is one of them. Heart is another. Heart has been associated with love, emotion, mind, not in the sense of the brain, but of consciousness. It's way back, the Egyptians had a word, ib, and ib was the heart. And it was the center of the soul and emotions. Hebrew, in the Hebrew language, lev, L-E-V, represents or stands for not only the, the organ, the atomic, this heart here, the organ, but also the metaphysical heart, the soul. And so that one word represents this big thing we call love. God loved the Greeks. They were good at really getting down into it. I always thought they had three words for love. Eros, philos, and agape. Folks, they have seven words. Seven distinct words that describe aspects of this bigger picture we call love. Let me just share. Eros, we know. Eros is the romantic and the passionate energy. Philia is the intimate, authentic friendship. We've often called that also other words. Ludus, 
I'd not heard Ludus. Didn't know Ludus. Ludus is playful and flirtatious. Playful and flirtatious. Sorgi, I think that's how you pronounce it. Sorge is unconditional familial love or the activity around the family. Um, Philatia, Philatia is self-love, love of self. Pragma, another one I hadn't heard of, committed, companionated love, a companionable love. And then agape, agape as the empathic universal love. That didn't help me a lot, I will tell you, because now I'm still confused about what love is. I know how it looks when I see it, when I see a mother holding a child, or when my dog comes up and licks my face, even when I haven't taken him outside because it's too cold. Love, I know what it looks like, and I also have a sense of what it feels like. But that's feeling, and my interpretation that that is love. What is love? I'm studying, uh, working with a friend, some friends of mine. We're reading the book Whole, um, Whole Brain Living by Jill Bolte Taylor. If you have read her first book or seen the TED Talk that just made her famous and went around the world about, she is a neuroscientist and she had a stroke. And she talks about watching herself go through the shutdown of her brain during the stroke. And she's now written a book about what she's learned in that. A couple of things that I've come through. We've only just begun this study, and I'm looking forward to possibly us doing that study here uh, at some point in this year. But she talks, she, she pointed out that when, when, a, when we react to something, there is a chemical release in the body of various and sundry chemicals depending upon, coming out of the amygdala. It triggers a chemical release. If we do not label that feeling, that thing that's going on in our body, within 90 seconds, that chemical is gone and so is the feeling. 90 seconds. If we label it, if we trigger it again, it returns. If we label the action in our body and we call it something, it becomes that. Is that love? Is that how we get to love? Is it makes our body feel good? I don't know. I don't know. But it's something to think on. Because without the labeling of the energetic activity, the chemical energy of our body, we don't have a name for it. We don't know how to respond to it. And we let it go. So is that, you know, is that what, where love comes from? Hmm. Eh, something missing in that. I hear it. I think that that's relevant to my, my search. But there's something that's not quite all there. And then she talks about the cerebral cortex. And when she lost the other aspects, as she began, she lost her brain, effectively, the rest of her brain. She went into a place of 
utter peace. And it was, in fact, the fourth character, she calls it, that cerebral cortex, disconnected from the other parts of her brain, the logical thinking, naming part that allowed her to be in that peace. And yet, there's the heart. There's the heart. And what we know from heart math and other research is that the heart here, that metaphysical, that organ, whichever that is, receives information energetically before the brain does. So there's something more to this than just my chemical reactions in my body and me putting a name on it. Love is a complicated thing. And yet it's always been called, it has been called for so long, the great creative force. My sense is that maybe we've gotten locked into the one word that covers so much. <clears throat> and yet, Dr. King tells us that love is God. And God is love. When I was growing up, that love was an adjective to a being. God. Only after a number of years of really thinking through that and meditating on that, I've realized that um, it's not an adjective, it's a predicate nominative. And those of you who don't know what that is, you go look it up and check your grammar. It means it's equal to the same as, not just describing. God is love. Love is the creative force, the, the divineness, the Tao, it is that thing out of which we move and have our being. In my research, I found an article that talks about, from a Hindu perspective, great love, absolute love, individual love, and love as practice. And for me that helped to sort things through a little bit. Because it's sort of like the three faces of God, inf infinite, in intimate, and inner. <laughs> love, if God was God, it has these aspects. There is the great love. There is the all that is, energetically at a vibration that brings peace and oneness and a sense of unity and harmonization. And then there is the individual love. And that love is how we bring it forward through our separate filters. How I interpret that energy, that activity, how I interpret it, how I put a filter on what's happening. And since then I can have seven names for love. Because each one of them feels a little different. Each one of them comes at me a little bit differently. Or I can choose not to even acknowledge that peace, separate myself, and deny love. Deny that peace. Deny that sense of oneness. 
And then the practice is about how we act, what we choose to do. The first two are about being and knowing our being. The third one is about what we do. How do we practice the knowing, the meaning that we put on this energy that moves through us? We're going to be looking at those this month. We're going to be looking at self-love, love and community. How do we see it? How do we be it? And then what do we do about it? I found a couple of really powerful, for me, powerful quotes from some very powerful individuals that I would sort of like to close with today. And one of them is, was, it came out of uh, See No Stranger. It was a book by Valerie Carr. She quotes Bell Hooks. Bell Hooks, who's a feminist author, amazing woman, who's recently just left us. Love is an act of will, namely both an intention and an action. While will also implies choice. We do not have to love. We choose to love. And then there's one that probably has been with me for a very long time, um, and I keep going back to, is Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. And his, someday, after mastering the winds, the waves, the tides, and gravity, we shall harness for God the energies of love, and then, for the second time in the history of the world, man will have discovered fire. We are that energy. At an in infinite level, that's us. And this journey requires us to remove the filters, the stories, the misinterpretations, find clean, pure in meaning in what happens when that flows through our loving heart and then practice that on a day-to-day -day basis. When we do that, the world is me. I am every individual who has been harmed, every individual who feels isolated, every individual who has suffered loss through violence, and every individual who has the joy in their hearts and the abundance in their lives. That's me. That's a loving heart. And there's a power in that heart that will, in fact, change the world just as fire changed the world so many years ago, centuries, millennia ago. Let us be a loving heart, infinite, intimate, 
and inner. God is love. And love is God. And we are here to be that for our world. Amen. Okay. 
one of my most favorite songs in the world. Yes, indeed. I love that song. That's what love is about, being there for each other. Thank you, guys. All right. Now it is time for us to recognize the blessings in our life. We are all blessed. We are blessed and abundant. And I ask now that you share in that abundance with Unity Minneapolis giving back to um, this amazing community and the work that it does, the support that it gives and the love that flows from it. There are a number of ways that you can give. Um, you can give secure online giving at unityminneapolis.org, donate. Um, go there. There's a QR code on our donate page if you're, <laughs> if you're here on the Sunday Bulletin. Um, but also, there's a, you can write a check, put it in the mail. You may also use Venmo or PayPal and search for Unity Minneapolis. Thank you for your gifts, for your gifts of your treasure, for your gifts of your talent and your time and your gifts for your prayers. So now let us say together our offertory blessing. Say it with me. And in your heart, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. So we open our hearts in thanksgiving. We give thanks for the gifts that were given and for the givers. We affirm for each one of us an abundance of treasure, abundance of love, abundance of peace. We acknowledge that give and that take, that receiving and that giving. And we hold that knowing as a blessing in our hearts and a blessing on this community. 
And we say thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Thanks for that, Lori. Precious Lord, take my hand. It's been a great service. It's been an amazingly great service. Thank you, Karen, for your amazing meditation. Edna, thank you for the reading of the Daily Word, for the music, for the music, as always, and for the support that we have. Thank you for that. Um, for those of you I'd like to honor our prayer chaplains, wherever they are, know that they are holding us in their hearts um, and holding sacred space for us as we move through this day and for each day. If you would like to have one-on-one -on -one prayer with a prayer chaplain today, you may do so after this service. Um, there is a meeting ID for Zoom uh, on your screen, and you can check in with them and have prayer. And we thank them for their service and for the gift that they give to us of their prayer consciousness and holding us in prayer. Also, I want to acknowledge our youth and family ministry, Cassidy Meeks, does an amazing job of pulling together uh, a program that fits our Unity Youth um, with the principles and the joy and the love. And so thank you, Cassidy. And if you're interested in working with seeing some love and seeing some amazing light, check with Cassidy. I know she could always, um, she always welcome uh, other volunteers. So thank you, Cassidy. Just a reminder, um, <laughs> This today, after this service, we have question and answers for our board candidates on Zoom. You can check that on our website. And also a reminder of Dane's Stoffer's workshop at 1 today, his fun Let, Let Us Play. That will be a good time. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, Reverend Megan will be back with us on Zoom next Sunday for the following, for the next in the series of her healing grief. And, of course, in the annual meeting on the 20th. So let us, let us all be part of that process and uh, support this amazing community. Our unity, Women of Unity will also be meeting the last Sunday in this month to re-energize and claim the power of the Women of Unity um, and find what is ours to do next. So welcome, welcome, and thank you for that. And now, <clears throat> Karen, you want to come on up? Let's do that. And I would like, to, I would ask you today to can hold this prayer for protection as our closing prayer. It was written in that consciousness of acknowledging and connecting. And so today we say the prayer for protection as our closing prayer, and then we will sing the peace song. So let us take a deep breath and together say, the light of God surrounds me. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. And I am divine. And all is well. And let us now stand and sing. Those of us, if you want to stand at home, please do so. And let us sing our peace song.
Around some, I don't fall to. 